Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. This world was meant to be a temporary stay. At best, we get maybe 100 years here. The question is, where do you want to spend eternity? With a God who loves you or apart from Him? The decision is yours and Jesus is the answer. Believe in Him, call upon His name and be saved because this life is only a vapor. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on November 14, 2021. How is it, Jesus would ask, how is it that you're able to discern the weather when you see over the horizon, but you can't see this? This, this is a sign of what's coming. Better said, who's coming? Jesus is coming. So let me begin by saying that what is now happening in the world today is an indication of just how late the hour is on God's prophetic clock. What we're witnessing today as it relates to jabbed or not jabbed is a textbook case of divide and conquer. For those who are interested, we devoted the update back on February 14th. But in it, we went in depth into why it is and how it is that prophetically division and confusion would be one of the prophetic signs of the time of the end, as we just read in Luke's Gospel. Actually, this was one week prior on February 7th of this year that we looked at what's been dubbed the Ten Stages of Genocide. Now why do I mention this and refer to these? Because this is exactly what is happening today. And why is this important? Because it comports with what we're told in Bible prophecy. In the interest of time, I won't go into detail, but what follows are said ten stages, and I want to go through them, but I want to draw your attention to number two and number eight, and I think you'll see why here in a moment. Number one, classification. Number two, symbolization. Number three, discrimination. Number four, dehumanization. Number five, organization. Number six, polarization. Number seven, preparation. Number eight, persecution. Number nine, extermination. And number ten, denial. Now, 
the reason I wanted to focus in on symbolization and persecution is because like with the yellow star in the Jewish Holocaust, so too is there now a symbolization for the segregation of the unvaxxed in this global genocide and Holocaust. See, this is not a Jewish Holocaust. This is a global Holocaust. It is a global genocide. What we are witnessing before our very eyes is evil, pure evil. Here's the bottom line. The world today is now divided into two camps. You'll forgive that word, but for lack of a better one. You're either vaxxed or you're unvaxxed. If one is unvaxxed, there's a classification, symbolization, discrimination, dehumanization, persecution, and ultimately extermination. Like in the Holocaust, one is shamed, abandoned, reported, betrayed, and eventually forced into not concentration camps, but quarantine camps. What if I told you it's already happening? You know, I was thinking about this on Thursday, as I mentioned, before we went live, I'm celebrating my 33rd wedding anniversary, my wife and I, on Thursday. And we're just going to take the day and spend the day together and really looking forward to it. But this year we couldn't make any reservations in a restaurant because we've not been jabbed. I mean, I'm still trying to wrap my fallen mind around this. But I cannot take my wife out to dinner on our 33rd wedding anniversary and sit in a restaurant as we once did and have dinner together. Because we're categorized, symbolized, so, we're going to get in our 2008 Honda Odyssey van that has a dent on every panel on it. <laughs> so, and we're just going to go maybe drive North Shore, and we're going to have our anniversary dinner in the van. Hey. I'm with my soulmate, the love of my life. I don't care. 33 years of marriage. That's fine. We'll tailgate it. Right? Yeah. Is what I'm... Just bear with me. Is what I'm saying here today does it, uh, does it make sense to you? I mean, does it, 
Am I, am I speaking the truth here? Is this not what's happening, right? Who would have ever imagined that I would come to this? Who would have ever thought that the heat would be turned up this hot? The affliction, that furnace of affliction. (laughs) You know, I've mentioned this before, I'll mention it again. It's not in my nose, but it's in my heart. There's nothing in this world I want to stay here for. I mean, the world is fast becoming a place that I don't want to be in anymore. Maybe that's the point. It's almost like God saying, you want to go now? Yes. Are you kidding me? You can eat in the restaurants in heaven. You just can't down in here anymore. Yeah, let's go. You'll forgive me for being silly, and I've got to insert the humor, because if I don't, I'll just weep. (laughs) I might just weep anyway. We've long overstayed our welcome in this world. I mean, I don't want to try to keep this thing going. Let's get the show on the road, man. (laughs) Let's get the show on the road. I want to go home. Turn that heat up, that's fine. In fact, you know what? On Thursday, don't even let us tailgate. Don't even let us get takeout. That's fine. Bring it. Do you know what that means? That means Jesus is coming even sooner. Because right before He delivers His people and takes His people out, He turns the heat up. Turn it up. Let me see if I can tie it together and close it up. Think this through with me, okay? Instead of the ten plagues of death, it's the ten stages of genocide. But God is about to take His people out of this world. I want to go home. I want to go home, Jesus. If it means the affliction increases, (laughs) the difficulty increases, if that's what that means, I know you'll get me through it. You'll never fail me. God will never forsake His people. The question is often asked, well, what happens if it gets really bad before the rapture? What I refer to as pre-rapture persecution. You don't think God's going to get you through that? We're going to actually talk more about this in our study in Hebrews, about holding on to faith in the face of a weakness in faith, or being tortured for one's faith persecuted. We're going to talk about how it is that we're going to be able to keep the faith, hold on to faith in the face of that. Well, 
We always close the prophecy updates with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of salvation found in the person of Jesus Christ, and also a simple explanation of salvation by way of the ABCs of salvation. I want to do something a little bit different with the ABCs and kind of weave the gospel into them to kind of paint the picture on the canvas of the gospel using the ABCs. The A in the ABCs is for admit or acknowledge that you sinned. And unless and until you admit or acknowledge that you've sinned, then you're really not looking for a Savior, because no need. But when you realize and acknowledge that you've sinned, then you also have to acknowledge that you need the Savior. And we've all sinned. This is Romans 3.10. There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. We may be good, but we'll never be good enough, because we've all missed the mark. Now this is where the gospel comes in, because the word gospel means good news. Now in order for it to be good news, there must first be some bad news. You know how it is when people come to you and say, hey, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? I hate that. Get thee behind me, Satan. I don't want to hear any bad news. No, but you need to hear this bad news, because I know this is improper English. Please don't email me. But the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. And this is pretty bad news, because there's a penalty for sin. And the bad news is, is that it's the death penalty. And that's Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That's bad news. You ready for some good news? Yes. The good news is, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Wow, that is good news. And it's a gift, by the way. I didn't pay for it, because if I paid for it, it would be a purchase and not a gift. No, it's a gift that He purchased. We are purchased with a price. We are not our own. He purchased us and paid for us in full on that cross. And that's the good news. Now that's the A, and it should bring you to the B, which is central, and that's to simply believe in your heart. There's nothing you need to do to come to Christ. You just believe. I've heard it illustrated this way. It, it would be as absurd as taking a shower before you take a bath. You've heard it said, well, I better clean up my act before I come to Christ. No need. First of all, <laughs> you won't be able to. See, you come to Christ and He cleans you from the inside out, with the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Though your sins be as scarlet, He makes them white as snow. He forgives you your sin. First John 1, 9 has been oftentimes referred to as the Christian bar of soap. I could use one of those. So could you, so don't look at me all spiritual. If we confess our sins, He is faithful 
and just to forgive us and cleanse us of our sin. That's a good deal. That's what I call a two for one. All I have to do is confess and He'll do two things. Forgive and, no extra charge, cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. If I would but believe in Him. Romans 10, 9 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. You know, it's really simpler than ABC, simple. It's actually as simple as B, believe. Because see, once you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, well then (laughs) the expression is the C. You call upon Him, you confess with your mouth, which is what Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans ten thirteen. In January, this upcoming January of 2022, can you believe it? Man, 40 years. I will be celebrating my 40th. I look pretty good for 40, right? (laughs) My spiritual birthday, 40 years ago, when I called upon the name of the Lord and was saved. All who call upon the name of the Lord will, will, that's when I want to see the word will, right? Be saved. For me that was 40 years ago. All I did is just call upon the name of the Lord, believing in my heart. And I was saved and I never looked back. I implore you today, if you're here or watching online, you never put your trust in Christ believing in Him, calling on Him, acknowledging your sin before Him. And I, I don't know how else to say it, but I'm pleading with you to not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. I'm begging you because Jesus is coming. And I, I want to see you in the air when the dead in Christ rise first. Oh, I'm, I'm pleading with you, please. Today is the day of salvation. I want to share with you a testimony, if you don't mind, just real quick in closing. I, this one's kind of intense, but I hope you know I pray over these, and I really seek the Lord about which ones He would have me to share. And I even tried to get out of sharing this one, and the Lord did not let me, so you'll see why here in a moment. They asked to remain anonymous. I write about a very dear friend of mine who has just lost her daughter. The daughter was 28 years old, but had a brain injury from birth, medical negligence. The daughter was admitted to a hospital in New York City, She was diagnosed with COVID. However, they started her on the fatal cocktail of remdesivir, 
dexamethasone, and vacomycin. It's the protocol that's instigated, and of course doctors get bonuses for administering. The parents got a court order for the doctors and nurses to give ivermectin, and they took four days to give it. And they only gave her two doses. I just cannot believe the evil. They ventilated her, another bonus, and her kidneys packed in, and then she went into organ failure. She died on October 6th. I'm in the UK, so I'm supporting my friend from across the pond. They are Christians. I am also a healthcare professional. The funeral took place two weeks ago, and here's the amazing but God testimony. Eleven people got saved at the funeral. They asked, what must I do to get saved? The parents are, of course, devastated. This is murder by these professionals. I don't say that lightly. I'd prefer you anonymize my name if you make this public, which I would like you to do. My friend would be happy to confirm the story. Please pray for them. Rebecca and Steve are their names. Thank you for all you do. And please keep on speaking the truth. Thanks. I'll tell you, as only God can, the plan of man, evil. (laughs) But God takes that which was meant for evil and brings 11 people at a service to Him because of it. Father in heaven, we're... I think I, when I say this and pray this, I do so on behalf of everyone that's here and watching. We're so ready for you to come. <laughs> Lord, thank you for turning the heat up. Thank you for taking the evil which is revving up, as you said it would, and meaning it for good for the salvation of many this day. Lord, we'll never know this side of glory, how many people have come to you because of this. And so, Lord, it is good that we be afflicted, because it's bringing people to you, and it's bringing people back to you too. And Lord, we praise you for that, and we thank you for that, as difficult as it is, and as hard as it may still become. So be it, Lord. So be it. If you're coming soon is how this ends, and this is what all of this means, then Maranatha. Lord, come quickly. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us for this special Mideast Prophecy Update edition of In Spirit and Truth. We understand how important it is to know what God's Word says, especially in our world today. All around us, we see violence and despair running seemingly unchecked. 
We do what we can to alleviate these crises we encounter, but all the while we know evil is waiting right around the corner. The Bible tells us that Jesus will return one day and finally wipe the enemy's influence from the face of the earth forever. This event is closer than we may think, and it's important to know what to expect. The prophecies we read in the Bible can be confusing, but they do provide us with clues as to what we'll see unfolding in our world as we near the return of our King. Each week in the Mideast Prophecy Update, Pastor J.D. takes a look at the current events happening around the globe and holds them up to the lens of God's Word. He shares what God reveals to him with you each week. This information is not meant to scare you, but rather to inspire you to take the gospel message out into the world. Every person needs to have the chance to meet Jesus before he returns and to know what his love and grace can do for them. These Mid-East Prophecy Updates are available to you on our YouTube channel as well or through our mobile app. Visit InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com to find links to both. Thanks for listening today and be sure to join us for the next update right here on In Spirit and Truth.